This episode of the FitCast is brought to you by Pedestal Footwear, pedestalfootwear.com. You can buy two pairs and get free shipping and then replace those old shoes and get the benefits of barefoot training with the grippiness of a shoe. Welcome back to the FitCast. My name is Kevin Larrabee, and oh, it is just, it's, it feels like it's been so, so long, but it probably has since I've talked to Georgia Dow of anxiety-videos.com and pretty much just the internet, right? <laughs> yes. Like, uh, like on yeah. the internet? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I it's mean, been it, a while. It, it has been a while, but I mean, we, like, it seems it was like a long time ago. It seems like we recorded, you know, that episode on, on fear for, for life fuel that people can check out that got an incredible response. People absolutely love that. And, oh, um, hopefully if you guys haven't got like, go back to fit network, go, you know, check that out. That's a, that's an hour of just incredible stuff. We might touch on some follow-up, uh, discussion from, from that today, but yeah, it's great to have you on. And like, again, you know, with this whole episode 400 celebration, uh, you've been on like almost a majority of the last 100 episodes. <laughs> like it oh. feels like, <laughs> oh, um, but it, it's good to get you on and well, I, I'm encroaching. <laughs> well, uh, well, this is, this is the deal. It's like, you know, you, you have kind of gotten this reputation of just being a great, you know, guest on whatever show that you're on because you can hit on so many different aspects. You can talk about, you know, video games. You can talk about VR. You're doing, you know, the iMore show. You're on, you know, Twit talking tech. And of course, you know, you can talk about, you know, psychology uh, and therapy as well, which is just really, that's a, that's a pretty wide range of stuff <laughs> that you could possibly, <laughs> you know, cover on shows. Well, thank I just, I have a, a strange set of things that I, <laughs> I enjoy. So... <laughs> They work together well for God, podcasts. Your VR adventures. Uh, we'll, we'll talk <gasps> about that. <laughs> well, let's, maybe, <laughs> That'll maybe, be the end of the show. Be careful. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll, maybe we'll okay. save that a little bit towards the end so we make sure we have some time for it. But, um, you know, there, there are like a lot of things that I want to talk to you about. And, you know, one of the things that you've been hitting on uh, you know, a lot with anxiety-videos is .com, correct? <laughs> yes, thank you. Okay, I just want to make sure I'm... I'm you never. There's so many domain register, like domain. There is. Uh, what are those called? Like not domain names, but domain endings or whatever. But yeah, um, yeah. you always got to be sure. But the um, you know, we were we were talking before we started recording. Uh, I, I I've run into a little bit of like out of nowhere, like sleeping fine, then just like the last two nights, you know, back to back, almost, and it was so weird. And I'm gonna t- I'm gonna t- talk through this a second because. Like I got up at like one or or two in the morning and then I couldn't fall back to sleep until like three or three thirty. And then last night it was getting up at two and not falling asleep till four or four thirty. And even last night I was almost like just afraid that it was gonna happen. Like I was worried. Mm-hmm. Like I was gonna wake up and go like I go pee in like two in the morning or something like that. And then I was like I got back to bed. I was like literally worried I wasn't gonna be able to fall back asleep. And there you go, two hours later. Um, up self-fulfilling prophecy. Totally. Um, but I. Okay, so here's the deal. I I did something really bad. Um, I I had my laptop with me, um, watching the conventions stuff. Oh. Um, until I fell asleep and literally was falling asleep while watching those. Um, even on the lowest brightness. All right. I I, I tried my best. I was on the lowest brightness, but I'm like. 
this is important. This is history. This is the first, you know, woman to be, you know, get the nomination for, you know, president of the United States or a potential president uh, from a major party. Like, this is stuff I need to see live. Like, this is important. Um, so I made that sacrifice, but then I haven't slept the last two days. Right. <laughs> Well, it might be that. It could be that you were just like, you know, had some anxiety about talking to me on the show. Totally. (laughs) But what what you want to do, like what you want to do, if ever you you hit a bump in your sleep patterns, is you do want to do a little bit of forensic work on (laughs) what's happening Mm -hmm. in my life to cause me a certain amount. Now, a lot of people think that when they wake up in the middle of the night, it's only bad things that Mm -hmm. can get them awake you think something so you wake up five times a night so anytime during those five times you get a trigger thought that's happy or really sad or really angering or really anxious filled it's going to spring you to being asleep to being awake awake Mm -hmm. so what you want to do is you want to make sure that you don't just keep on thinking those thoughts in your head when they pop up so you think about politics, probably not the best of things to listen to before you go to sleep. I'm yeah. just saying, hey, well, was, you know, they're pretty positive at least, but great. But again, politics, sleep, eh. even yeah. good politics, you worry about, sleep, it. You worry eh. about it because it's, like you're, you're worried who's going to win. Politics. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then you go there and you shouldn't before you go to sleep. You can do mm-hmm. that during daytime stuff. Mm-hmm. But you think a thought and then you're going to repeat it in your head and then you'll think the next thought. So the first thought is like, oh, yay, whatever. Mm-hmm. And or, oh, God, whatever. And then the next thought is, oh, I'm awake. And then you check the time because you knew what time you're awake at each time. Right. So that means you yeah. looked at the time as well. Happen- mm. I have my phone. Which, yeah. Which you're not supposed to do. Right. So you're just breaking a <laughs> few rules that you know better. Hey, look who's talking. <laughs> like, like, aren't you the person that's like on other shows and like, yeah, well, I'm still going to, I, I got to have my phone next to me. Like, I'm not yeah, going to like yeah, leave it out true. of the room. That's true. That's true. Okay, we're we're back after a, a brief break. We're, we're back and uh, we're continuing to talk about my terrible sleep habits. Yeah, well, you're actually going to call me out on my, how I always have my phone with me. <laughs> we have night but shift at least, left. I guess. I have night, yeah, like I have night shift. Yeah. I try not to use my laptop. It's unless, like I've done it a couple yeah. of times if I have a really big talk the next day mm-hmm. and I want to go over my notes right before I go to sleep. But that's like, a couple of times ever, but I usually use my phone and like, then I'll, when I'm feeling tired, I'll put it away. And then I mm-hmm. say to myself, well, if I'm, I still don't sleep, I can just take my phone back up. Right. And I don't, but it's upside down. I don't pick up my phone to look at the time in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. So that's like, you must like, how, how long do you wait until you pick up the phone to see what time it is? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just stressing me out again. <laughs> So what you want to do is you want to reset your circadian clock because usually once you hit a bump, you're going to wake up again. Like you wake up five times. So at some point, one of the times is going to be what you think will be between one and three, your witching hour. Mm -hmm. So what you want to do is you're going to say, listen, I'm probably going to get up in the middle of the night. Make sure you don't drink a lot before you go to bed. Like really, we want to try to hit a full night without Mm. having to go to the washroom either. Either You want to be able to kind of make it through for a full night. And what you're going to do is when you wake up at what you think might be one to three, you're just going to say, listen, I'm just going to lay here. I'm going to lay here really relaxed, say to myself how lucky I am that I have this great comfortable bed and this great pillow. And then you're going to get comfortable 
lay still and then do some breathing exercises for like mm. five breathing exercises. And then lay really still and think happy, relaxed, non-political, anxious <laughs> thoughts. And just lay there really, really still during that period of time. Usually, if you can do that and it takes about five to seven minutes, you'll go back into one of your sleep cycles immediately after that. But do you, do you run into... Like, this is the Ghostbusters conundrum, though, right? Like, when they say, you know... There's something choose, strange? No, well, like, mm-hmm. choose... When you, when they go, you know, at the end of the... the orig- I haven't seen the new Ghostbusters yet, but the original Ghostbusters were, like, you know, choose your, you know, choose your, like, adversary or whatever she says, and then they'll say, oh, don't think of anything, don't think of anything, <laughs> like, think... And, and then so the, you think about the Stay Puff right. Marshmallow Man, is what you're saying. The Traveler has arrived, <laughs> and then you have to fight a big thing of marshmallows. Well, out of everything, sometimes it's kind of fun. Like, that's not, I, like, I wouldn't be that anxious thinking of fighting the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Um, but doing your deep breathing will help lower your anxiety levels, even mm. with anxious thoughts. If mm-hmm. you do your deep breathing, you're lowering your levels of epinephrine that go into your system. So that will already help. And if you get into a habit of, like, even if I'm awake, I'm not getting up or looking at the clock, I'm just going to lay here. Mm-hmm. Eventually, your brain says, okay, well, then why bother? And then we'll go back to sleep. But it takes usually like a good three nights of retraining to get back into a good sleep habit. And I just I just have, like, I think we've talked about this a little bit before, but I think sleep is stupid. I hate sleep. It's a waste <laughs> of time. I know I need Still? it. Yeah, I just like... I want to just get the like minimum effective dosage and then get back to doing cool stuff that you can do when you're up and around and, and awake. Um, right. Like you can't, I mean, you can go on cool adventures on your dreams if you can like control that stuff, but like, it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, it is awesome, but then I swear to God, uh, before waking up this morning, like, I went back to sleep for a little bit before getting up and then I had a dream of this crazy lady who, had like mutant superpowers ripping doors off our car and then like trying to attack me while I'm inside my car and having to drive away and wave down the police. I don't know what this is, this means, but, um, like, and then <laughs> Wait, I woke- is that crazy? For- is, that, is that me? <laughs> no, it was just like some random like, do I strange mutant powder. Is this what this dream was about? It was about this show. I might have been right about you being huh. right about doing the show with me. I have strange mutant powers. It you know what be- I did? You know what? Holy sh- Okay. <laughs> so, no, I swear to God, like, you know how I set up those Google invite things for yes. the calendar? So, I got a buzz. Like, oh, my God. I got a buzz, like, at 3 a.m. when I was still awake before I went back to sleep. Like, you know, in six hours, you're going to be doing that, that show with Georgia. So, it was on front of mind. It could, it could have been me. Uh, that It could be a joke. <sighs> now it might not be. There we go. This is super weird. Um, be good. You need to give yourself some superpowers in your dreams, though, instead of having to hail down the cops. Usually usually I can pull out like uh, like super jumping, like jumping really high. Um, but then I get really worried about coming back down. I do, I do the same thing with flying. I'm good <laughs> for the flying up, but then gravity you- <laughs> brings me back down. And I am scared of heights, so then I get butterflies in the dream. About like getting, you know, yeah. I'm I'm curious. Uh, okay, so yeah, my, my 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 sleep habits. Hopefully, this is just a one time like needing to watch like the the Democratic convention stuff because again, it was it was important. Like I do really, 
you know, get invested in, in the politics stuff and want to see what's what's going on, what's being said, you know, even, you know, what, you know, the pundits are, are saying, how it's interpreted by both sides and stuff. But um, now that is is over and I can go back to my regularly scheduled, like not having that screen in front of me before falling asleep. Right. Which will be huge, I think. Which will be, I think, good. And just don't do that for the, the 30, like tonight you shouldn't do that for right before you go to bed for mm. about 30 to 45 minutes because right, right. You, you are changing your photoreceptors in your eyes to awake mode. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, you've been messing around with the night shift stuff and like what we've had for, I mean, flux is another thing that's on like, like a uh, back OS now. Do you think that that is making a, a big enough difference or should we still just like get rid of the phone completely? I'm sleeping great lately. I, I'm going to bed relatively late because mm-hmm. I'm playing VR. Um, <laughs> and I've had a lot of sessions because... How, is, how does VR affect your your sleep? Does that really get your like brain simulated before like wanting to come back down or can you calm back down because you're like getting sucked out of a different world, right? Interestingly, when I first started using VR, I found it caused a little bit of anxiety in me. Sometimes some of the games were actually frightening and scary, mm-hmm. and they're exceptionally scary when you're in VR. Like really intense. Like I can play a horror game somewhat in 2D. In 3D when you're immersed into a scary game, I found that that was very anxiety-inducing. But even yeah. other games, like games that were just um, fun and enjoyable and you're a knight and you're fighting off, you know, skeletons, but it's not, they're not scary skeletons. So you're not frightened. <laughs> you're just excited. I would find that I was, it did set off my anxiety system either because I was so excited because this is so cool or because I'm so frightened because this is so scary. Mm-hmm. And even if I'm playing a relaxing game, I could tell that my anxiety system was revved to a higher dose than it usually was. And I'm, and I, and I said to myself, you know what? I can't, play before I go to sleep because this is too much for me and I'm having really bad poor sleep habits because of that mm-hmm. now I can play uh, like a full I was playing paintball last night it was so much fun and um, so I'm playing a game of paintball I'm fighting everyone and I went straight to sleep it was like phew, I was out all night and so it has not affected my sleep habits now I do you know relax have a bath before I go to sleep then I do a little bit of reading and then, you know, fall asleep. So I did have a good, I think, about 30 to 45 minutes before I went to sleep with that. Mm-hmm. But it was fine. I, I had, After, I think, about three to four weeks, I got used to that and I no longer get an anxiety result unless I'm playing something that is really scary. Well, I, I forget sometimes that this is like the, the fitness show. Um, but, you know, just to, to give people a little bit of, of background, um, you know, virtual reality is something that is really starting to, you know, uh, become prevalent uh, in the world of, of video games, computer games. Even PlayStation has a version come out. There's there's a uh, Steam has the uh, the HTC Vive uh, where you can play on the, on the PC. And there's also... I don't know if it's the biggest name anymore because it seems like the Vive and the PlayStation VR is getting most of the press, but also uh, Oculus Rift, which um, they like, it's really like we have the technology now to actually do like real life, you know, VR and uh, Georgia, you're, you're someone that has really, I, I think this is something that you can really only talk about if you've done it. Like if you, yes. if you haven't done it, you can't say it's not going to be good or not. It's, it's funny because, um, 
I, I, I try out the, the systems and I have family and friends. And I think that this for working out is going to be a game changer as well. Yeah. Um, but I, so I have family and friends that have tried it. I think that between Oculus and uh, the Vive, Oculus is a 3D experience and the mm-hmm. Vive is really, you know, virtual reality because you're moving around and you're walking and you're ducking and jumping. Right and rolling and crawling and doing all of the things that you're supposed to do. And I think that that is a huge difference. I, and I, the amount of illness that I feel from both of them on Oculus, I have a chance of getting quite sick and on the Vive, I've, I never yet have. Now I've had people that don't game, don't play video games, try out the Vive. A lot of them. I mean, like, you know, other moms of, of kids, my, my friend's kids, older grandmas use this, um, people that never game before. And all of them, I have not yet had someone use the experience and go away going, meh, not a big deal. Hmm. Zero, zero. And I have a lot of people that I know that were like, you have to try this out. Everyone has said, oh my goodness, I still think about it. It's something that I think could be applied in my area, my field, do this, do that. People that are like, oh, I have to, like thinking about their room space and could they do this and how much would it cost? Almost everyone that I, well, so far I've not had anyone that has said differently. So if you haven't tried the Vive, you truly can't speak about a VR experience and if it's going to be changing or not. And it is, it's amazing. You put on, you, you get dropped into a completely different world. But the wonderful thing with the Vive is that I get fit using the Vive. I'm blocking with the shield, with lifting up my controller. I'm smashing down with the shield. I played boxing. I was so exhausted. Now, I do um, stand-up fighting, and I'm not this exhausted. But when I'm fighting this you know, boxing character, and I'm blocking and punching, and I was exhausted by the end of it. And so it's a fun way if you if you're not into working out that this makes it fun to work out. Well, I mean that's what I wanted to ask you about is not only like the the implications of it as a, a device for for fitness, even if it's almost like one of those things, kind of like where the Wii was somewhat tricking people into exercising more, um, right? And. Like aside from the 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 movement that they're going to get the the extra movement the extra exercise that they're going to get from it, um, I'm kind of curious what um, how do I want to word this? So I guess like what what uh, potential implications it could have on people that are trying to you know get over anxiety or get over or even like being able to like visualize like what. Um, you know where they could, what they could potentially be doing, or like just getting over kind of fears that they have. Do you think it's going to be a valuable tool for that as well? I do. I've already thought about using it in my practice. Really? So yeah, I have. So usually, and I know that there are some people that have contacted me that are developing VR experiences specific to types and phobias. So usually the way that I would go into that, so someone comes into me with a fear of public speaking or of interacting with people or of spiders or of heights or of Mm -hmm. blood. And so we start off with talking about it, finding out why, what happened to create this. And then the next step would be we, you know, depending on the age and how strong the fear is, we might draw a picture of that. Then after that, we're going to look at cartoon non-moving pictures of a spider standing on the edge of a height 
whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. But there's certain things that are very difficult to replicate. So if it's a fear of spiders, it's pretty straightforward. We draw a spider, I bring in a stuffed spider, we have a plastic spider that looks really close. Uh, we look at videos of spiders, they put them up in their house, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Then eventually I bring in a real spider. So I wrangle a spider, I bring it into work, and the poor, poor little really unhappy spider, we use a little paintbrush, they touch the spider with the paintbrush. Spider's not too thrilled about that. And then we, we continue on from there until we sometimes touch a spider. Mm-hmm. For this, having a VR experience in between when we've done the experience on video to actually being there with a spider that you can pick up in VR, that's changing. I might not have to wrangle a poor spider from my home and bring it into work in a little Tupperware jar. Mm. I might be able to even skip the step of having an actual spider. Mm-hmm. And for ones that are like heights, it is so very realistic. There have been some games. So Fear of Heights was one of my fears. There have been some games where I'm like, I can't go to the edge of that cloud. Mm-hmm. That's how realistic it feels. Or of blood. Or of uh, people talking to people. It really helps to be able to have this experience because our visual field takes up most of our brain. We, we use that and we believe it. So much so, I played a game um, called Gallery of the Starseed. I believe that that's what the game's called. It might be a little bit off. And I was, it, you're at a fire and you're, you grab one of those old um, aluminum popcorn containers that you have the little thing for a, yeah. a fire on. So I grabbed one of those and I'm like, oh, so cool. So I put it onto the fire and I hear the popping and I smelt popcorn. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's no popcorn here. And I'm like, you guys making popcorn? I shout out to my family. And they're like, no. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. I've gotten an auditory feeling of popcorn just because that's what my, my body believes that I'm here. And so I should be smelling popcorn. So huh. this <laughs> can actually be used to help people. And we mm-hmm. used to do it with, with very crude VR systems. We <laughs> right. used to do it. We did. We tried to do that out. And at some point I was like, maybe I'll invest in that. I'm like, they're not really that good. This is that good. Mm-hmm. You can do it. Edges, heights, climbing, p- dealing with people. It can work. It can definitely work. It, yeah, I... Now, I'm not saying do it without a therapist because if right. there's too many spiders, it shouldn't be scary. You should be able to control it. it. It's not like just suddenly the spiders come falling from the, the ceilings and attack you. That would be mm-hmm. uh, phobia-inducing, yes. not reducing. But I, I think that I would. I would have that in my practice as something that would be a good mid-ground. I wrote down a couple of things I wanted to talk to you about outside of this. But I want to um, – God, where do I want to go? We're already like half – 35 minutes into this. Oh, my God. All right. So uh, one of the things that I did want to ask you about is, you know, with all the people that you work with, um, you know, whether it be, you know, kind of working on on self-confidence or or getting over fears or, uh, you know, sleep issues or or whatever it might be, are there any kind of like common, you know, homework uh, assignments that you give to to people that you work with to... um, you know, maybe help better observe what's what's going on or just like in general. It's just kind of that was just like something I've been thinking about the last couple of weeks when I was thinking about doing the show with you. 
I, I think that one of the ones that are really important and we don't often do is to think about our behavior and what's happening with us. Most of us go through life just on autopilot and you do what you do and you think what you think and you just don't ever self-analyze. Why is this happening to me? What's occurring? Hmm, how interesting. Mm. We're, the most interesting thing is ourselves. And if you understand yourself really well, you're not going to fall into the regular traps of life that you might have fallen into before. Mm-hmm. And so what I teach people to try to do is say, huh, why am I doing this? Or why am I thinking this? Or what pattern am I involved in right now? Or even to check in. If you're a very strong caretaker, that means someone that really enjoys caring for others, but often misses caring for yourself. Mm-hmm you probably dismiss your own feelings, wants, and needs completely. And so that thought of, how do I check in with you? Like, we all need to check in with ourselves. How am I doing right now? Exactly. I know that feeling where I've overwhelmed myself or I've put too much on my plate. I know that feeling. It's not a pleasant feeling, but I need to say, why did I do it? What's happening? And how can I get past it? You don't want to get stuck in the why questions those can cause anxiety because you can always ask another why Mm -hmm. you want to say how can i get out of this and so the first set of homework is to become self-aware of yourself and your feelings Mm -hmm. and if ever you do something that is a really strong reaction anger upset whatever it might be you want to say wait what happened there what occurred and usually the first thing you'll say is oh well of course that person upset me and so i reacted but There's more than that. If you react very strongly, very quickly to something, it's always part of your stuff too. Always. You could just say, well, that offended me because my father used to do that and that hurt me when that happened. But Mm -hmm. at least that knowledge gives you some power. I -hmm. think that we go through life blind and try to expect to find your way out of the maze. Much easier if you open up your eyes. You don't always like what you see about yourself, but you want to be curious about your own self-discovery. And that will change everything it'll change everything then you can start you know stopping blockages from going there Mm -hmm. Um, one of the main ones that i work with people on right now is being non-reactive not having to react to every thought that you have every feeling you have and just because i'm hurt then i have to react to that i think that our culture right now is increasing reactivity not only increasing it it's encouraging it right share it (laughs) yeah and then share it with others And that that's the right thing to do, to have that smart, snappy comeback, to hurt that person's feelings, to embarrass Mm -hmm. them, to post their embarrassing moment on social media. We've we've gone a little, the pendulum swung way too far onto one end, Mm -hmm. and we need to also be bigger people. But I think that right now, not being bigger people is what everyone's leaning towards, and we haven't stopped to question, but should I? Because mm. everyone's cheering you on. Yeah, that was horrible. I hope you, you know, get them. Uh, that's it's it eats at you just as it eats at them. Hey, let's pause for a second so I can talk to you guys about pedestal footwear at pedestalfootwear.com. As I mentioned last week, I was in Portland and 
I made sure I packed my pedestal footwear socks so I could train in the hotel gym. I could train on the road and I didn't have to pack an extra pair of shoes and worry about getting my main pair like all muddy and like messed up and then having to bring those into the gym. It makes traveling so much easier. And to be honest, it just makes life easier because you don't have to bring that extra pair of shoes with you. And I know I've been hearing from more and more of you guys lately. You're loving those pedestal footwear socks and you're getting to really see the, the incredible benefits of, of training in these socks. Like it makes life easier and it makes your training sessions way better. Check them out at pedestalfootwear.com. Get an order in for two pairs. Those are going to ship free to you and try them out. Those things are going to last for a long time too because they made these things to last. You only have to wash them once every three to four sessions and you'll be good to go. Check them out again at pedestalfootwear.com. This is super fascinating um, because we, we talk about like the the role that social media kind of plays in our in our in our like psyche these days in our communication yeah. with others and it's like it, it's been interesting to see more articles pop up uh like i forget I, I think it was like the new york times or something like that they had a maybe it was new york post hopefully it wasn't but um like a, a article about you know these people that projected this incredible life this incredibly happy fantastic life and they're absolutely miserable in debt <laughs> and like yeah. not not really doing um, very well, but we kind of are getting, um, you know, it's kind of like almost something that people expect is for us to always show the incredible things on Instagram or to brag about, you know, the, the stuff or stuff that we're doing on, on Twitter or making a comment or like, you know, again, we had those, you know, con- two conventions, you know, commenting on almost every single line in a speech. Like there's people that I follow and it's just, sorry, man, I got to mute you for the next like two days and thank god they just have the tools for that but um like is this something that that you've ever had to talk to people about or that they've come to you like stressed out about like seeing like how crappy they feel after going over facebook and seeing all the incredible things other people are doing and just not realizing that it's only like the good stuff that we're actually posting yes and i've told people you have to cut your levels of social media and so you go on a, a social media detox for yeah. a period of time because if you're if a lot of the things that you're following are negative are fear-based are scary are anxiety inducing you're getting secondary trauma from looking at it yeah. period yeah. of course and then you might say well i've become desensitized but then listening to negativity will change the way that like whenever you do something you're causing a neuronal reaction in your brain Mm-hmm. neurons that wire together fire together wire together and so if what you're reading is very negative you're absorbing that like mm-hmm. your brains are firing negative when you read something that's negative and so if you lean towards you know being angry or being upset it's almost like you want to feed that and have other things that you can be irate and angry and upset at but eventually if you feed that enough you'll fire from even small things you'll be angry when you don't have to be and you'll just feel a general malaise like a general feeling of not being at ease not being happy in your day-to-day life and if you feel that that's when you know that you need and i say that not just for social media but also for the people that are around you mm-hmm. and you also want to curtail those that are around you that feed pain negativity complaining harshness 
you want to curtail that. Who are you bathed in? If, you know, you put a potato into a very spicy soup and the potato comes out spicy, you shouldn't be shocked. <laughs> right, right, right. You're like, oh, really? Why is the potato spicy? Well, you, you bathed it in, the, you know, the spices. It's going to absorb some of that. Mm-hmm. We're not, we, we like to think of ourselves as we are immune to our surroundings, right? I can control everything. I'm immune to my surroundings. I'm better than that. I'm sure that there's some people that are out there saying, yeah, but not me. I (laughs) don't get affected by this. Mm -hmm. And maybe not as much as someone else that's gone through a trauma. And maybe at a certain level, it's not. But if you're feeling down, try not to surround yourself with other things that are down. If you're having a rough time, that's a good time to surround yourself with happiness. If you notice that there's a lot of negativity in your head or even towards yourself, you're very Mm self-critical. Maybe you could work on surrounding yourself with, you know, if you want to sweeten up the soup, you know, add a little bit of sugar to the soup. There's nothing wrong with that. If you need to turn off all of your the negative media messages and social messages that we are told that we have to be a part of, because if not, what's wrong with you? Just turn it off. There's nothing wrong with you. That's okay. You don't have to be on the pulse of the culture always. You don't have to be. You can even get it later. Mm-hmm. You, you can be you can be real with me for a second. Like I've I've almost cut out all like when I'm on Facebook, it's like here's this new episode that's up, you know, it's up on Facebook, uh, you know, you know, like I'm copy and pasting links and stuff like that. And same thing with like, um, like even, even on Twitter and most of my social media stuff is now on Instagram because it is always like you're on Instagram and like I follow like national geographic and I follow like, you know, nature of Oregon and like all these. And and like, again, when you post stuff on Instagram, it's usually going to be like the best moment of your day, I guess, or like that's right. how you're portraying it. So it's like, <laughs> it's always positive where you go on, you know, Twitter, like, you know, Twitter is just like hot takes on stuff that's going on or same thing on Facebook. It's like, you know, I can't believe you guys are voting for this person or, or something like that. And mm-hmm. um, like that has made such a huge difference in most of my communication. I've m- tried to make it Instagram and also I'm texting a lot more. Like I'm just right. having direct communication with the people that I want to talk to and not feeling like I need to have this conversation with like my 7,000 followers or my, my 5,000 like Facebook friends. Like I don't need to right. do that. Right. Like have more one-on-one conversations and holy crap, is that a game changer? Yeah, it's so much better. It's so much better. And even if, um, as you were mentioning before that we kind of went around, but like even if you see everyone else on Facebook, like the problem is, is that you'll be like, oh my goodness, they're having so much fun. They're, <laughs> yeah. They seem like they're always having fun and they're always looking fabulous. And here I am, you know, sitting in my Snuggies on my couch eating popcorn and they're living life because you're not going to post the stuff on Facebook of, you know what, just had a fight with this person or here I am doing nothing, you know, mm-hmm. chilling out on the couch with um, – I was talking to Leo Laporte. It was kind of funny how – Yeah, the ice cream post- thing or something, the, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and how really most of our days are just – chilling out doing just the usual regular things of life but if you looked at my feed it would be you know wrangling snakes and sharks and, <laughs> you know cool stuff like that but no mm-hmm. most of my day is not like that it's just a regular day of let's fold laundry mm-hmm. or which I'll, I'll use the KonMari method which is kind of cool but we'll we'll um, you know do something like that or just chill out or I'm like you know scrubbing the floor like mm-hmm. it's it's not that exciting but if you took a look at the feed I'm not going to put down scrubbing the floor on the feed just because I don't think anyone wants to see that but then it puts a 
like a celebrity kind of look on life. And we're all trying to like do the celebrity look on life on the Facebook feed, but none of that is real. And it makes everyone else, it, you get a little bit, you feel down because you're like, wait a second, why am I not doing anything? Mm-hmm. And then if you're type A, you're like, well, why am I not achieving like these people are achieving? And then that can cause a certain amount of anxiety. Yeah, so it's, you, it's even, even the good stuff can be too much. Or if, even sometimes when you're down, you don't feel like seeing a hundred other people that are happy and you want to be, and that's all right as well. And it's, uh, you know, I'll be real too. Like my, my Instagram stuff, it's, it's production. Like, it's like, here's the best shot of the day or here's like right. the, 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 like the bike ride of the day or here's me like lifting a lot of weight. And like, you know, I tried to position it at least as somewhat motivating for me. It's like, all right, well, I'm going to do something really badass today because, you know, I'm going to post about it on Instagram. I'm going to do, you know, chin-ups with 100 pounds, you know, for a couple reps. And, like, that's going to be something that will motivate me. So at least there's some positive thing to it and not just me being like a, you know, like a narcissist or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, but we don't put down a lot of, and I think that for type of personalities, we don't put down a lot of our failures or difficulties or hardship or how we get through it. Exactly. And. And I think that probably for, for when you're, you're coaching people for fitness, it's also a physical level too. So you see people mm. that have these like, you know, perfected bodies that are out there. That's a lot to try to live up to exactly. when you're like, well, then I can't work out or I can't train because I'll never look like that person looks because they look like airbrushed and mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's a lot to live up to for regular people that are like, I want to work out, but I don't feel like I can join the gym because every picture of the gym has perfection. And here I am with looking normal, right. but I can't be part of that. And I think that in some ways we do a disservice. I love, there's a picture of, She's a, she was a Playboy bunny. She was married to Hugh Hefner. Her name is Kendra Wilkinson. And she posted a picture of um, – and she's, she's a beautiful, blonde, t- tall woman. And she posted a picture saying, look, this is what my babies did to me. And it's a picture of a stretched-out stomach, um, flabby, and she got it, like, from underneath the belly. So, like, really, you know, showed it. And I went, oh, that's beautiful. Like, mm. I love seeing – the reality of humanity instead of, you know, this like perfect image. We all aim for perfection. I was like, oh, I love this. I love that she posted that. I should repost it just because I think that it, that was something that frees people from the shackles of trying to be something that is not real. And for some people that can do that and it is real, that's great. But for most people that won't be attainable and it's a sad thing that every day we look at it as I haven't reached what I hoped for instead of saying, great, I got out there and worked out a little bit and I'm a little bit more healthy and I feel a little better. Good on me. Yeah, I, I think, I don't know, how do you feel about this? I think there is like a little bit of a, at least like in my pocket of the fitness world, there seems to be a growing trend of like badass men and women that are starting to, you know, post like these are the realities, like figure competitors, like this is what I look like, you know, 11 months out of the year. There's like one month that I'm actually like in competition shape. You know, it's it's not a pretty thing. Um, and also just like em- encouraging, you know, empowering, you know, women to 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 lift more, to, you know, don't be afraid of, of lifting weights. There's so many benefits to being strong and you're not going to look like a bodybuilder because... Hey guys, secret, they use steroids. They do. <laughs> like 
women do not have the hormonal capabilities of putting on tons of muscle mass outside of the outliers and the CrossFit competitions. But um, that has been really cool to see that little, like there is a a growing trend to just, you know, post more reality um, and more empowerment and less um, just like this is the best possible angle with, you know, the best Instagram filter that I could throw on it. Right. I, I love that. I love that. I think that that's inspiring for people. I think that we need more people posting the reality. Um, and, and I, it was funny because then I like, I posted a picture of me, like just like eating bonbons or something like that, watching like TV on the couch with like a hat or a hoodie on. I don't but think I've ever had a bonbon. I've heard that word like forever. I don't even know what it is. They were, they were like, like little ice cream covered, like they were like little bits of ice cream covered with chocolate that you could eat. Oh, okay. It's, but bonbon means candy in French. So uh, okay. like in English we say bonbon, but it's like bonbon. It's a candy. So any kind of snack food I refer to as a bonbon. <laughs> it's reminded me of patapon. For those who owned a PSP, anyways. Um, yeah, well, well, there's another thing I want to ask you about the, as we're kind of like running out of time. But um, this is this is something that kind of goes off of the the fear discussion that we had on on the Life Fuel show. But you know, people can go back and, and listen to some of that. But it was it was so long ago, and I think this is like a really good follow up to it. Is um, you know, I've been talking to to a lot of people and working with with people. Um, it's been weird, like the the last like couple. Weeks I've actually been putting together a presentation to help other fitness professionals with video production and podcast production and stuff like that to kind of you know help with their brand and stuff like that. But um, I guess my question uh, for you is, you know, what what um, how, how do you help people that are considering you know major or at least significant uh, changes in their career in their almost fear of actually trying to reach those goals because it, it is going to disrupt, you know, the nice smooth sailing that they have going right now. They're going to potentially, you know, hit some waves as they go to to reach towards these these loftier goals that are going to be, um, you know, outside of what they're doing right now. So I was just wondering, you know, what advice you do give to people that uh, are looking to make a change and that are just really, they're just worried about it. It's it's a hard thing, and it's an interesting reason why that's a hard thing. So we're made to live in our own environment, and that not doing anything wrong is more important than doing something different, and it could end up wrong. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, walking into the pit, going into someone else's territory is bad. So we're made to want to stay and just keep things as status quo. Mm-hmm. And when we used to live, as we spoke about in the fear episode, when we used to live in a dangerous part of the world, that made sense. Just don't do anything that could make waves. Right. But that's part of our internal programming. Our internal programming is don't do anything too different. Something bad could happen. Mm -hmm. So the first thing you need to think to yourself is, one, if no matter what, you're going to be able to eat and have food on the table. And if you leave a job, you know, say accounting because you want to, you know, work in something else full time and there's a certain risk to that, you can always go back to that. Like you, there's, there's, there's very few things that are huge risks to that. So I always say that one question is if you were 80 years old or 90 years old and giving yourself advice, what would you say? Would you say try and at least I live with no regret? Mm-hmm. Or would you say, I wish I didn't even try this? And rarely will you ever say, I wish I never even tried. Mm-hmm. And if you try and fail at it, at least it's not a regret. It didn't work. I've learned one more way that it 
didn't work. And that's okay. But often we're afraid of success. We're afraid of change. We're afraid of doing something differently because we don't know how other people are going to react to that. And I think that some of the most successful people have learned to not wrap themselves in that lie that we tell ourselves Mm -hmm. is that I I can't do it. We look at all of the negatives, all of the things that we shouldn't. You want to say, I'm just going to take the leap and no matter what, I'm going to learn something from it. And people that keep on trying innovative new things, eventually something sticks. And it may not be this thing. But if I had to live life over, I would have wanted to start doing that faster, more quickly. Mm -hmm. If I had lived and listened to my inner voice saying, I can't, I shouldn't, it's not as good, other people do it better, why should I do it? I wouldn't be doing all of the cool things that I like. I wouldn't have left my job as a teacher to be a therapist. And I love being a therapist. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have done um, my the first podcast that I ever did, which was horrible. It really was a terrible podcast, but I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> it was horrible. It was horrible. I was horrible. Um, it was it was just really, really bad. So, That's why you should never go listen to the first 100 episodes of this show. Oh, my God. I'm 21 years old, guys. Don't. It's real. Don't do ba- it. It's real bad. Don't do it. But that's. But you get better at it, right? Like a lot of people look <laughs> yeah. up to you because you're like so good at what you do. You have a nice voice. You have a nice tone. You interview very well. Oh man, you're just pumping up the tires today. I appreciate that, especially after true. getting no sleep. <laughs> yes, and that's on no sleep. You see, <laughs> a little humble brag there. No, <laughs> but no, you did. You do all that, and people don't know that there was a lot of training, and you learned things, mm-hmm. and you got better at it through time. So, but if you hadn't done that first podcast, that first terrible podcast, yeah, then yeah. you wouldn't be here now, right? Running something that inspires other people to want to make different changes to help promote themselves, try it out. So, even if it doesn't work, you should still do it. So, if you're thinking right now of something that you want to do and you're like, it might completely bust, if that won't break you, if you'll be able to gather back up the pieces, just do it. Do it. Try it. Start it. And often people will say, well, I'll do it in six months or a year. That's a lie. Don't say that. Totally. Now. Start now. Start now. Nothing's going to change enough in six months that you're going to want to do it then. And there could be a lot of things that will stop you and you will regret that you didn't start earlier. Hmm. And that's the biggest regret that people have is even when they're doing something well, they say, you know what? I wish I had started earlier. I wish I had done more or I wish I had tried out these things. I try to live my life regret free. There's something that I think I might regret if I don't do. I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to fail at it, but I'm going to do it. It might be horrible, but I'm going to give it a shot and then see what happens with that. You do though want to make sure that you're still managing your time and your energy levels. Sometimes there can be too many things on your plate. Mm -hmm. And so you might have to take something off. There's always a cost to when you add something else on. So if you do something, you know that then there's less time for something else. So you also want to make sure that you're living a balanced life because sleep and relaxation is also important for healing and feeling even. God, I, I, I love that. And it rings so true because like um, like with the podcast network, like I, I kind of shot for the stars a little bit. Um, yeah. Like, I'm going to do five shows a week. All right, that wasn't, that was shooting for the stars obviously it was not something that was sustainable with you know my my schedule and things that are going on so right. i i started with that i did you know whatever it was two months of that and then i i scaled it back so now like you're listening to this now so it's like 
No, it's three shows a week. I do three shows a week, and then I alter the Wednesday's Wednesday show is alternated between you know Life Fuel and the Book Club, and we are recording, and that is something that is manageable. But I'm still doing what I set out to do. It just you know sometimes you need to kind of you know back things up uh, a, a little bit. But yeah, like that was the cool thing with the way that we can work today, Georgia, is that you can make tons of mistakes, and it's like. It's it's no problem. Like it's easy to it's not easy, but you can like start a website, you could start a blog, you could start a video series, and you could go for like two months and be like, Yeah, that's I guess I really don't love doing that as much, or maybe I don't have the time to do it, but it's it's okay. It's like it doesn't it you you invest time, it doesn't cost a lot with the technology we have today. You can do it and screw up and mess up mm-hmm. and find that it's not perfect. And then all right, well, I know that doesn't work now. I know that. So, okay, yeah. what's what's next? What's like the old, you know, President Bartlett? What's next? All right. Yes. That's and that's what only, it is. Not only can you, but you should. Yeah. That's what learning is all about. Go out there and make some mistakes. It doesn't have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. I hate that word. It you sh- it should never be perfect. Nothing is ever perfect, so it's not going to be perfect. So just throw that word out. Do the best that you can and learn from it. Then you've grown as a person, if nothing else. And you've learned, you know, a thousand ways not to make a light bulb. Mm. You know, in the end, you've evolved as a person. So you should go out there and make mistakes. Do it wrong. Just do it. I think a lot of people I ask to exercise and they're like, well, you know, I wasn't able to exercise because I need to get my – someone said that I need to get these perfect running shoes. You know what? I don't care if you're barefooted. Don't step mm-hmm. on anything. Do it on your stairs if you want, but just start moving. It's okay. It's better than nothing at all. And so we often become stagnant because we don't have the perfect set of lighting for your studio or the right piece to that. Just start off. Try it out. It's not going to be right no matter what. Even with the perfect lights and the perfect setup and this sound person, and I watched all these mm. videos on how to make a video. No, just go out there and do something, explore, experiment, make mistakes. You That's got a phone, right? Good. I do. You, you, have, you, you have a 4K video recorder. Yes. Do Isn't it. that nuts? Yeah. Like right now, and, right now. And even if it's fuzzy or bad or not... That's okay. If you want to just give a little tiny clip on it of of one thing, and it may not be done exactly as well as someone else would do it. It may not be as technical. Mm-hmm. That's okay. You have something specific to bring. Maybe it'll be, you know, here's what I'm doing. Everyone else, comment on the mistakes that I make. You can even make that a thing to it. People right. love to comment. Some people actually tweet out things with spelling errors on purpose because that's going to cause the most amount of comments or <laughs> you know, articles because that'll <laughs> cause the most amount of comments. Car- Uh, comments to that and create a lot of buzz that's all right sometimes that'll be the right way to do it and you'll get better at it i i I love that you said said all that and i think it's like again we're in such a cool time and that's why i tell people and i know we're we're both like as much as like i i sometimes tip my toe into like looking oh man like there isn't there hasn't been new macbooks in a while i kind of think i i want the new technology and like dell's doing some good stuff but I still tell people to like if you want to be creative like that platform still for the time being is is on the Mac because you get a suite of programs that allow you to like there is image stabilization in iMovie now like yeah. iMovie iMovie is basically what Final Cut you know 7 was 
like and, and it's so nuts like the 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 power that you have in such a like a free program that comes with just get like the cheapest MacBook Air and that thing is super powerful. Um and and you got to be able to like not look at limitations but look at possibilities of of what's out there and use you don't need a $60 microphone that I'm using right now. Use the headset that came with your iPhone. Those are really good microphones. They're great microphones. If right? I'm traveling and I don't feel like like unhooking my Rode Podcaster, I just stick uh, your phone and a mic to set up. And yes, it's a, great it's a mic. little bit. It's, it's a fabulous mic. The one that comes with your phone is fabulous. And I use it. Is it going to be as clear and soft? And No, but it's good enough. You don't have to do perfect you do what you yeah. have with what you have and then as you go through it and you learn things you'll say you know what the mic is more important than the lighting or this is more important than that and then you can slowly learn but that's what you want to do if you're if you've stopped something right now okay so everyone that's listening if you stopped or not done something yet because you, it's not perfect enough just get started love it just get started do something and then do better the next time because if you're waiting till it's perfect you'll never do it and then one day you'll look back and say ah oh, I missed an opportunity to explore to do something, and I wish I had been. And, and this is this is kind of like my my last thing to follow up on what you mentioned is like I, you know, like I'm 30 now. Like I'm looking towards like the next 10 years of like what's my purpose? Like what can I do to serve? Or what can I do mm-hmm. to help? And like the thing that I wrote down is like we're doing. I think we're getting better at this, but we're still. Like, oh God, like I, you know, there's, there's fat shamers and people out there and like, that's, that's the Mm -hmm. stuff like, not that I want to stop, but okay, I get it. You're a huge dick, but how, how are we going to, I want to reach those people. Like, why aren't they walking through the door to our gym? Like, why aren't they, why, why aren't they getting up and walking 30 minutes a day? Like, why, why aren't they getting started? How, how? What why what are we doing wrong and why aren't we reaching them? Because that's that's what we're supposed to be doing as fitness professionals is what hopefully what you're in this for is to help those people to make their lives better, to make, you know, getting up and, you know, going in and running errands not make them run out of breath, to be able to play with their kids, to be able to, you know, walk their dog, just get out and move a little bit more to get started. Like, why aren't we reaching those people and how can we do that? And once we do reach them, how do we make sure that they stick with it and continue to make progress and not get stagnant? Like, that, that's what I feel like is what I need to work on for the next 10 years is how do I reach those people? Because athletes, Georgia, athletes, trust me. Like, I was talking with someone, um, Alan Cosgrove, last week about this. Like, we, we know how to get athletes bigger, stronger, and faster. Like we figured that part out, but we still don't necessarily know how to get that, uh, you know, that out of shape person or that, uh, you know, person that they want help. They're not happy, you know, running out of breath, walking up the stairs. That doesn't make them happy, you know, but we obviously haven't been able to reach them because they're still not walking through the door. They're still not, you know, making progress. So what do we need to do as professionals to, to reach them. How do we reach them? That's, that's, that's my, I feel like that's my purpose for the next 10 years is figuring that out. Yeah. I think that it's a really difficult thing. I think I love, I love by the way that as being your purpose, because I, there's such a huge need. Gyms are not like, they're very intimidating. Yeah. They're really, really intimidating. If someone is heavily overweight and they walk into a gym, they're stared at, they're looked at, they're, they're gawked at. They feel like I don't belong here. Mm-hmm. And that's really intimidating. Plus, they 
are already so self-conscious. And you're right, fat shaming is one of those things that are still acceptable. People still make jokes about that. You see someone jogging in there or walking out and trying to make a difference and people will shout horrible things out of their car. Georgia, I know fitness professionals that post pictures of someone that there was a guy, there's a fitness professional that I won't name, saw someone in the mall, took a picture of her and said, wow, it looks like she's melting. I'm like, wow, guess what? Not only are you a huge dick, but you're a hypocrite because you're in the fitness industry to get people better. And if if that's not your purpose, you're in the fitness industry to get yourself better. And that's kind of, that's kind of it's, disappointing. It's so horrible because... You, you don't know what it would be like. And people are treated really exceptionally poorly yeah. if, if they're, they're heavily overweight, exceptionally poorly, like they're subhuman. And it, no one can really understand what that would feel like. I can't even understand. I hear the stories, but I can't really even understand what day in and day out that would be like. And, and so then, and there's often a lot of reasons why you're overeating. That's usually a way of self-soothing and making yourself feel better. I know that if I'm having a rough day, chocolate-covered pretzels sound really good to me then. Yeah. And so you're using that often to heal pain. So these are people also that are often in pain as well, and it's very hard. And so to make that call and think that I'm going to be judged by a trainer, and then I'm not going to be able to do anything that the trainer gives. A lot of the videos that are out there are made for people that are really already quite fit. Yep. There, there's like, I can't even get out of bed. How am I going to ever, you know, get up and do these push-ups or burpees or ch-? like, they're like, I can't even, I can't even do that. And so they don't know that a fitness professional would be there to help you wherever you start from. And so who do they call that won't be one of those people that behind their back will be snickering? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. so hard because they feel like they've already and they might have a lot of social anxiety, which is also very prevalent. And that means the fear of judgment from others. And when you see someone do that, I know there was also a play, Playboy model who sent out a picture, uh, not Kendra Wilkinson, someone else sent out a picture of a woman in a changing room and publicly shamed yeah. them as well. As yeah. well. Did get a, a huge backlash to that and apologized and said it was completely wrong what I did. But how, how do you even get to that point of thinking that that, that would be... Man, my followers are going to love this. Well, because when you are a beautiful person, when you're like look good and everything is superficial that you fill yourself around, that's what the, the like, unfortunately, the modeling is, industry is like that. It is not a very not good industry for your self-esteem and who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. People are constantly picking at you for every little difference and flaw, and it can really create a negative spin cycle inside of your head. If you want, I the amount of, of supermodels that I've seen into my session that are beautiful people, like gorgeous looking people with like, you know, looking on their bad days is like shockingly gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And they have like no self-esteem, no self-worth. Pick at every little tiny like mole or, or hair on their arm because of that, because that's what the industry does. So I think that it feeds a lot of the wrong things. And so that's what they're surrounded by. And they think that that's okay. It's it's almost like you have to pop the bubble and realize about the outside world because you're stuck in this with other stunningly gorgeous people and the women or men are hard on each other and pick at the other people because it's kind of a dog-eat-dog world. It's not great for mm. happiness. Yeah, I like this is 
this is why like I have limited coaching time these days where in the position that I'm in at, at my gym, but that's why the reason why I work with middle school kids is because I was a really overweight middle school kid. And like I I look for I look for them in the group because there's plenty of kids like that are in those groups. They're awesome kids, but they're in pretty good shape. They're already athletic because, you know, it's a sports performance program. Um, right. but what I you know, look for, for like, you know, in terms of how I weigh my attention in that group is finding that kid that walks in who looks like he doesn't want to be there because he's surrounded by sometimes, you know, for better or worse, maybe they just don't want to be there. They want to be at home playing Xbox or something, but sometimes they want to don't want to be there because they're surrounded by perfect bodies um, that are people that are in shape, professional athletes, college athletes and stuff like that. Um, and, like I see myself in, in some of those overweight kids who mm. like they get the extra energy because they also are the ones that really need it because yeah. they need the encouragement. They need the little you know, extra motivation. Like, Hey, like you're doing a, you know, you're doing a great job. Even if it's not perfect, like again, that word, even if it's not like exactly what we want, you're, you're doing a great job. That's so much better than last week that you've made so much progress. Like, Oh my yeah. God, like you, you did, you know, you know, push-ups at a little bit of a lower angle, like that. Oh, that's awesome! You're getting stronger. You know that, right? Um, and now yeah. it's like trying to figure out. Since I haven't been an obese adult, like how do you also understand the 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 torture that it can be for for them walking into a situation where again you're surrounded by people that are mostly in shape? How do we still connect with them? Because I don't know if it's the same as being an overweight kid in high school or middle school because. Yeah, no, that's because you, you have to go to school at least. At least you're yeah. you're getting out there and there's a chance that someone might say, like, help. I love the fact that you're there to encourage. I love the fact that you're able to carry the empathy of knowing that I was once this person to be able to help others through that journey. I think that that's the way that we build empathy. I think that's the reason mm. that I'm a therapist is because of being bullied as a child. I said mm-hmm. I don't want anyone else to have to feel like an outcast or not accepted or that it's not good enough or them being different is something that's wrong. And if you can use that empathy, then people will feel safe with you. I think that that's one of the reasons that people enjoy your podcast so much is that it's it comes from a place of empathy and understanding, not a place of I'm on a pedestal and I'm better than you. And I think mm. that people really read into that and feel like this is a safe area to explore issues and they're not going to feel judged for that. But for adults, they can decide never to go out, not to call people and become invisible to society. And so it's much more difficult. I think that it would almost have to be branded as I am here to help people that may not want to, to go outside and I'll come to your place or I'll give bring, you know, videos that you can do in your own comfort to just start doing something more because I think that it would be the friends and family that would be, you know what, I know someone that's going through this. And you know what, I would, I know this one person will actually understand and care and not judge and not make them feel smaller, but make them feel better. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I think that's... Yeah, uh, I think should promote something to that. I think that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Really, really, really needed. Uh, well, I'm going to get to work. Um, but uh, that's, that's, I think that might be a good spot to, to kind of wrap things up, uh, today. And I'm going to do my best to give you guys uh, a rundown, but I think 
Now we talked about not getting too much Twitter, but also like, you know, you don't have to follow assholes on Twitter either. Like, I think that's an important thing to mention. That's is that, a very important thing. Or, or just people that are always like, they're also friends of mine that like, they're just like always posting the, like the worst news of the day. And it's like, I know that we we need to be worried about that stuff too, but you guys like, yeah, but you have to be aware of your amount of the amount of negative psyche, psychic energy that gives to you. Mm-hmm. And that's, absolutely okay sometimes you can say i can't today that's all right and you don't need to watch the videos and see like someone was like you know oh there was they were like you know oh all these whales were murdered on this thing with i'm like you know what i don't need to see that (laughs) i'd like thank you for letting me know i think i should be aware of that but i don't need to actually watch video of this (laughs) yeah (laughs) that doesn't make me more aware you know i i already try to donate and give to different causes that i think are important so that you know i do you know, it's important, especially when you're in a field that you give a lot to other people, that you want to make sure that you are there for those people. And if you're weighted, weighted down by the negativity of the world, you're not going to be that much good to help others get up. <sighs> Love it. Um, okay. So at Georgia underscore Dow on, on Twitter. And you can also find Georgia uh, many times on, on the iMore show. Hopefully there's a new episode coming out tomorrow for my weekend walks. Um, there will be. There will okay, be. Good, We're good. shooting it in 15 minutes. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. Crap. Um, also, um, I want to mention um, you, you have – now I'm really stressed. All right. So no, no, anxiety-videos.com. And also, um, we, we need to quickly mention uh, – this is a, a newer show, Disruption. Yes. Okay, so fill fill me in on on because I want people to subscribe to all your stuff because you can that way you can be like me and be like three months later and be like, yeah, I talked to Georgia last week. I don't need to have her on the show. Oh no, it's just because oh, I heard her on fourteen oh. other podcasts. Um, <laughs> Disruption used to be isometric, so it's a gaming podcast. But this one now is not just gaming. We also deal with social issues and how that affects us in our day to day life. Oh, and you got um, and Mike is on it, and and Steve yes. and Brianna Wu um, yes. got in. And someday, Steve, if you're listening, man, <laughs> flight of the goddamn navigator, man. When are we gonna do that? That's back in my play. Goes to the movies. We gotta we gotta do that real soon. Um, and now we gotta probably do. I don't know if you saw this yesterday. Real quick, Rocketeer um, is getting remade. That's cool. I've I've never seen. Rocketeer. Oh God. Rocketeer. Oh, did no. you did, did you did you not have like a VCR? Yeah, I had a VCR. What's Rocketeer? I don't know what Rocketeer is. Holy okay, I've missed whole pieces of of growing up. Okay, Rocketeer is maybe, and it's so weird to see that this show has so much like retroactive love. But it was one of my favorite. Like I played this movie to death. All right, you got Bill Campbell. You have like young Jennifer Conley. You have um, the guy that used to be. 007, but he was also in uh, some Doctor Who. He played, oh God, he played one of the guys from. Um, oh, I know who you're talking about, Dalton. Yes, Timothy Dalton. Yeah, right? thank you. Yes, um, he's he's the bad guy in it, and it's oh my God, it's so go if you guys want to have fun this weekend, go watch the Rocketeer. Joe Johnston, uh, director of Captain America. Jurassic Park 3, which is underrated, um, and I'm sure a bunch of other stuff. But yeah, oh my God, so, so, so good. Um, they're remaking it. Um, instead of uh, 
Bill Campbell, who was um, Cliff, was the, the lead of that. Um, they're remaking it with a black female lead, which is Ooh. so badass. I love it. Ooh, love uh, this. Can't wait for the internet to chew on that, the, the bad internet. Yeah, the well, bad part you know, of change is rough on people. So yeah, sorry. Um, Coming whether you expect it or not. Yeah, but go go watch the Rocketeer. Uh, Alan Arkin is in it too. Oh my god, like so 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 good. Anyways, um, <laughs> anxiety-videos.com, Georgia underscore Dow. Um, <laughs> also, uh, we mentioned uh, disruption. Uh, I'm more show. Um, what what am, am I missing? Is 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 Vector taking a break still? Vector's still taking a break. Okay. So I'm not okay. doing that. I am going to be uh, doing some speaking engagements. So yes. I'm going to be um, in um, the Fireside Conference in Walden, Ontario on September 9th, 10th, 11th. Ooh. I'm doing the Philly Cocoa Love in March. I'm the keynote speaker. Oh, wow. Uh, sorry, that's in October. Philly Cocoa Love is October. I'm the keynote. And um, in March, I'm going to also be doing another Cocoa Love um uh, and so, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm looking at that right now. I've never heard of that. I'm going to go check that out. Yeah. Oh, wow. This looks like a great event. Holy crap. They're great events. Um, okay. Uh, all right. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm like reading the website. Anyways, um, we'll, we'll, we'll have links for that in the, in the show notes. But, um, you know, again, just best to follow Georgia at Georgia underscore Dow. Uh, on Twitter, and uh, that way you can stay up to date on on all this stuff. Anxiety videos dot com. Uh, hopefully, I'm going to get some better sleep tonight. Uh, but use that, especially if you know you're in the health profession. Sleep is super important, and helping people with better sleep is super important. So that's information that's going to be incredibly valuable to you, and it's on demand. You can get access to that stuff right away. Um, and wow, uh, I, I should probably mention. I appreciate all the people who subscribe and donate through patreon.com slash the fitcast. Uh, that means so, so much, especially getting into the past 400 episodes and depending on when this comes out, where I'm at right now. Uh, but so we'll, we'll hopefully we'll talk to talk about that at some point, but uh, Georgia, thank you so much for, for coming on and, and chatting just incredible, incredible stuff every single time. And uh, I will let you go so you can, Go make up another podcast I can listen to this weekend. <laughs> thank you so much. Thanks for having me. We all it's always so much fun. So thank you. All right, guys. We will see you next time. Again, fitcast.network is a site where you can get access to all that stuff. And uh, you can also get the all show RSS feed. So you can just get, you know, every single podcast that I make all in one feed and you can get it when they come out, I guess. Uh, well, thanks as always, and I need to get some sleep. We'll see you next time. <laughs>